0: Welcome back to The Last Man Podcast, where we are bringing real, authentic masculinity and manhood back. Man up. I'm your host, Keish. and I'm here with my co-host, Mr. Marcus Wright. Brother Marcus, how you doing? What's going on? Doing good.
1: Little stuffy. Still got sinus infection, but we here.
0: We out here. We doing the thing. We doing the dang thing. That's what men do. That's right. We get after it, even when we got the sniffles, right? Yep. So before we started, I um, you asked me like what we're we gonna talk about, and I said we can't. I can't tell you until the microphones are rolling. Mm-hmm. So you ready? Yeah. You dying, all right? Everybody's you. dying. But let me paint the picture for you. okay? <laughs> you dying. I don't know if it would do a sick or something, car wreck. But like, let's say we say we're in the woods, mm-hmm. and like a bear got you.
1: Bruh! <laughs> <laughs> they <wait>. got me. <laughs> That's what you're gonna say. That's your last words.
0: Okay, but wait. I the bear is dead. Oh. you know, like we killed it. Like we, you know, we was we was giving it the bullets, but it was okay. giving us the claws. You know what I'm saying? Oh man! And like you saved me, but you bleeding out, and you know we're not gonna make it back. Yeah. Like you, like you know, what I'm saying, you know that moment in a movie whenever somebody's dying, they just mm-hmm. you know. It's like you look at each other and you be like, oh, "It's over. It's over." You know, but you gotta say something to me. You know what I'm saying? I'm, I'm your boy. You gotta tell uh-huh. me what what are you gonna what are you gonna say with your last couple breaths? What, like, you know, let's say you you got you got those breaths to yeah. say something. You know, what you're talking Is about this it's like, like a
1: whole sentence? I get to say, or you, like, like, you
0: got some breaths. You got some <laughs> breaths left. Like they they're labored, but you could say something. <laughs> tell it, tell it. <laughs> like I'm, I got. Would you say that? <laughs> I'm put my, my ear on your right. mouth. But come closer. <laughs> um
1: it's it's crazy because i've been actually thinking about last words mm-hmm. uh, like but i i think that in my mind it's like it's got to be something awesome
0: <laughs> it does <laughs> in my okay i think i think this is this is what makes it awesome if you say what you have to say mm what you have to say, you know, if that's mm-hmm. cut the grass, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. You know what I mean? But like, if it has to be said, yeah. I think that's what would be awesome. You know, if it's just, I love you. Mm-hmm. Or, you know,
1: you know what to do. Now I think of, um, in the Bible, Israel, whenever he blessed his sons before he died, before he Jacob. died. Mm-hmm. That's why I asked like, how long do I have? Like yeah. <laughs> he blessed 12 sons. <laughs> Yo, Yeah. You did. Yeah. Um, but Which I haven't come to a conclusion on what I would say, but in that moment, since you're asking me now, I would I would definitely say I'm proud of you. Mm -hmm. Like, thank you for helping me kill this bear. (laughs) We got
0: him. (laughs) We got him. (laughs)
1: Uh, Take care of your family. Mm -hmm. Take care of the family. You have you have everything in you to do it. Um, You're never alone. And go with God.
0: But your last, your last ring. got you.
1: <laughs> <I> got you.
0: <laughs> and that's like, and then, yeah, hmm. yeah. I would grab your face. <laughs> you would grab my face. Yeah. Look you at, look, look, at me. Look me in the eyes. Yeah. Wait one second. Let me take a picture of you doing that so I can put it on Instagram. Maybe. Like, look, look, at me. Look into my eyes. Go, go. Open your eyes like you did before. Look at me. <laughs> <laughs> All right, y'all. Go on Instagram once you listen to this so you can see my dad's face saying his last words to me. <laughs> and then I would just grab your neck and pull you in close. Yeah. So we're going to talk about that today. We're and going then to I like... droop on your shoulder. Droop? Yeah, you droop. What would you do? If you did that? Yeah. Wait. I then
1: took over. Yeah, pause.
0: <laughs> you really got in the moment. We did that hypothetical. So we'll talk about this and then we'll talk about um, another topic, which... I'm going to not say because we don't get to it. We'll say it next time. You know, maybe leave it on the cliffhanger. But anyway, so what would I do if you were doing that stuff? If like you were, as you're dying, I think I would say to you what we say whenever we say goodbye. Mm. You know, like whenever, um, you know, uh, whenever my dad and I are getting on a plane, one of us is leaving the other one for a while. We always hug. Um, you know, give a kiss on the cheek and say, in this life or the next. That's it. Because like we we believe that we'll see each other in the next life. And so I guess it'll be like in the next, Eddie. Yeah. Like I'll see you, I'll see you tomorrow. That's it. You know, because in my mind, like for for you, when you die, you know, we believe we're going to heaven right away. Boom. Boom. Like when you die, you'll wake up in heaven. And because there's no time in heaven, I'm gonna be boom, right there next next right to you. Behind me. Yeah. Yeah. Like, hey, like see it, see in a minute. <laughs> You know, I think that's, I think that's kind of like what I would say. If I was dying, let's flip it. I'm dying. Mm-hmm. What are you going to say to me? What are you going to say yeah, to me? I'm dying. Not, I'm dying. What are you going to say? And I'm holding you. I'm like, daddy, daddy, daddy. You know, like <laughs> grabbing you, like the bear got me. Yeah. I'm grabbing your shirt. Like, hey, I don't want to go. I don't want to go. I'm like, it's okay. <laughs> Relax. It's okay. It's mm-hmm. going to be all right. Yeah. I think if I was dying, I think about this a lot. If I was dying, my last words to you would either be two things. Like it always goes back and forth in my head because I can, I really get my my brain in this like moment when I'm thinking of it. <coughs> bless you, God bless you. Um, if I was dying and I'm in this moment, it would either go one of two ways. One, it would be like, I I think I would have that. I don't want to go. You know, I think part of me would be like that. Like, there's so many things that I wanted to do. Mm-hmm. I think that might that might be one like side of it. Like, 50%. The other 50% is like, haha, daddy, I beat you. <laughs> I, beat, I beat you. I'm going to go see <laughs> Jesus first. You know what I mean? Because, like, I'm really not scared to die. Right. I don't want to die. Right. But I'm not scared of it. You know? hmm Yeah, I know exactly what you're talking about. So, yeah. That's kind of... That's kind of where I'm at with that. But what do you think about these last words? You said you've been thinking about it. Like, what yeah. do you think about it? I mean,
1: I I think, like I said, it's gotta be something that's awesome, that's impactful, that encourages the person. Um like I've told you all in the past, all the family members, like don't I mean, get your crying out, but don't stop your life. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. Live your life. You have a you have a purpose outside of me, your mom. When you get married, your wife, your kids, your purpose still goes on. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's what I've been thinking about. And also, I think it's it's important that we take care of the family the best that we can. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, but I like what we, you know, like whenever you went into surgery and the nurse, <laughs> the nurse and doctor was looking at us when we said... We'll see you. In the, I'll see you in the next life. I see you in this life for the next. Yeah. And they were like, "Wait, what?" Are you talking about? Like you're only going to get.
0: <laughs> well, I mean, I was getting heart surgery, and they were talking about like there's a risk of death. Yeah. And I said that in front of mommy and Kayla, and they, did, mommy just lost it. Uh-huh. And I was like, I will see you in this life of the next. No, <laughs> <laughs> Yo, it's life. Mm. Let's read some uh, famous last words. Oh. Let me see uh, one that comes to my mind every time. <laughs> um this this is maybe legend but i could see this person saying this alexander the great have you ever Mm -hmm. heard his last words Mm -hmm. so they asked him they were like you know he they don't know if he was poisoned if he was dying from like some kind of disease or whatever you know but um alexander the great whenever all of his his chieftains or whatever like the top brass the generals or whatever they all came to him and they're like alexander you don't have any kids like who is this who's the empire supposed to go to and he was like, to the strongest. And then <laughs> died. <laughs> Yo, that's crazy. Yo, know, that is crazy. That's wild. Um, George Danton, He's his last words were, show my head to the people. It is well worth seeing. <laughs> Let me see who else. Winston Churchill said, I'm not so bored with it all. Or I'm, I'm so bored with it all Dang, He he's he's am I'm, I'm done with y'all. Hmm. Let me see who else. Um, Nathan Hale, revolutionary war spy said, I only regret <laughs> that I have one life to lose for my country. Dang. You looking up something too? Mm-hmm. What you got?
1: Um, Braveheart, William Wallace. That's one of my favorites.
0: What did he say? Freedom.
1: Freedom! Yeah.
0: <laughs> Yo, as he's being tortured. That's crazy. Yeah. Hmm. Ooh, ready? Mm-hmm. Jesus last words. That's what I was just thinking about. Um, the word in Greek is to die, which is probably he might have said that. To telesty because I mean it's hard because he was speaking in different languages throughout the Bible mm-hmm. like people were speaking different languages but like Jesus was speaking different languages throughout the New Testament um but you know whenever he spoke in Hebrew it writes the words in Hebrew in the New Testament mm-hmm. and when he speaks in Greek in that one moment he says like to telestai, it's finished but that word means I love this the debt is paid in full mm. yeah and I just like that like but I mean just think Jesus last words were the end (laughs) you know what i mean that's fine yeah Yeah, that's fine but yeah i think the reason the reason that this has been on my mind is because like you know we've had so many deaths in our family we have such a big family Mm -hmm. and some people that are listening can relate to this like when you have a really big family it just seems like it gets to a certain point where everybody's getting older like that Mm -hmm. your grandparents generation type thing and they just start dropping you know left and right and um And I think it's important that like you, you say what needs to be said. Mm -hmm. And I really think that like, I don't, for my friends, for my family, I mean, I don't have any, I don't have any kids of my own. Obviously I'm not married, but like, I don't think I would say anything different than what I've been saying every day. Mm -hmm. Wait, let me find one. I, I did, I did see a quote from somebody. It was really good. Let me see. Last words are for those fools who believe they have not said enough. Hmm. And and I feel that way. Like, I wouldn't really say anything different, you know. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean on to your own understanding. Yeah. Acknowledge him in all your ways and he'll direct your path. Like, trust in the Lord Jesus Christ and you'll be saved. Yeah. Like, that. that's really, I mean, that's my message now. Like, I wouldn't change it if I was nine. And, and the words that I said to you. We're
1: the same word We're the that you same, say all the time. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it was no no different. Man up. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. And I think too, um, because you know, a lot of people in our family, they only like to talk about death. Mm-hmm. But I think it's important because, yo, yo, death is my friend. Uh people die. Yeah. <laughs> you yeah. know what I mean? I I forgot the author's name, but he talked about befriending
0: death, and then you can really you can truly live. Puss in boots, yo. <laughs> what do you say? Yo, in puss in boots. I'm gonna ruin the movie. I, I recommend that y'all see it, but there's a character in it. It's a newer movie. Mm -hmm. I really don't want to ruin it, but there's characters in movies where they personify death in multiple, Mm. multiple shows and movies and stuff like that. And I just think it's a really cool concept to personify death because, you know, like it is, it is in some ways a person, Mm -hmm. you know, like death has a personality and like how you treat death is how death's going to treat you. If you're scared of it, then it's going to be scary. Oh yeah. You know, but if you're, if you're like, if you embrace death, it'll embrace you. Like, I I think that's a real thing. Yeah. You know, we've seen people, I have personally seen people die slow and die instantly. Mm -hmm. Like I've seen it. Like I saw a man die. And like, it's weird. That's crazy. It is crazy.
1: I remember, um, when, uh, your grandfather passed away, I was in, um, Papa, Papa. Yeah. Yeah. I was in a room with the grandmother, just me and her. This is your father-in-law, yep. one of them, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and it was wild because the the night before it was like eerie, just mm-hmm. just the feeling of yeah, the air.
0: That. Wasn't it around <laughs>
1: Halloween? <sighs> Isn't October November November first is when he November first yep, November yeah. is when he passed away. So yeah, mm-hmm. Halloween. Um, and woke up in the middle of the night, and mommy and your aunt Bobby Joe, your grandmother, were all in the room, and they're singing songs mm-hmm. just. You know,
0: they're just trying to like lighten the mood and just mm. do what our family loves to do,
1: yeah, yeah. And I'm just sitting there listening because you know, I'm not gonna be singing like that. Mm-hmm. And
0: they <laughs> sing really bad, it's fun, but it's bad.
1: And uh, and and then I think Bobby Joe's like, I'm gonna go and I'm gonna get the girls ready for school. And mom's like, I'm gonna make some coffee. And then for some reason, grandma stood up and was just, just standing next to grandpa, just looking at him. And I'm just standing next to her, looking at her, look at him, Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, just trying to be a support. Mm -hmm. And his eyes, like they went this blue. I mean, the blue, it was weird how they just turned like right in front of us. They just turned blue and you could just see his spirit like leave. Mm -hmm. And then she's like, he's gone. He's gone. And I was like, "Uh," I just put my hand on her shoulder. I'm like, it's going to be okay."
0: Mm -hmm.
1: But it was it was wild.
0: What do you think about that? I mean, I've heard you say that story a couple times, and every time I guess something different is highlighted to me. Mm -hmm. Um, Our family, like we have a lot of death Mm -hmm. on both sides, your side and mommy's side, and I just think like we all handle it differently. And I can honestly say that like even if it's negatively affected mommy's side, they deal with it better. Mm -hmm. They just... They look at it as something that happens. Mm -hmm. Um, They're Catholic, so they they believe in an afterlife. Like they believe it. Mm -hmm. Um, So I think that helps them a lot. It's like they believe like, you know, they're in heaven. Yeah. And then um, on your side, I think that they don't handle it well. Mm -mm. Because they hold grudges, even against the dead. Mm -hmm. And that's tough. Because, I like, I understand that. It's like, you don't get closure. You don't get to say, you know, you hurt me. You don't get to, like, forgive them to their face or, you know, confront them about mm-hmm. whatever. And I think that's just tough. Like, that's just part of death that's really hard. But at the same time, it's like, the dead are dead. Yeah.
1: One of my good friends, she's young. Um, she's 26 years old. And she called me... <laughs> The other day and she's like my mom passed away today and i was like whoa and the first thing i thought about is she's young like she's young to lose her mom yeah <laughs> and um just the weight of carrying that because <clears throat> i remember i was 20 22 when my dad passed away um and it's like i instantly had to grow yeah i had to grow. i had three kids you got to grow up now you can't rely on your dad yeah can't rely on them no more. Mm-hmm. And um, and it taught me too that, you know, when it comes to living life, I want to do my best now and not have any regrets. Say what I need to, like you said, say what you need to say. Yeah. And uh, and I think too, my siblings didn't get a lot of closure for whatever reason, uh, whatever the relationship was. Yeah,
0: everybody's got that different yeah. relationship.
1: But I tried to do be the best son be the best dad be the best husband so that if anything happens like hey i in my heart i feel like i did the best that i could
0: mm-hmm.
1: so I, there's no regrets yeah what do you think about
0: that regrets i don't have many regrets it's good i think that you 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 taught kayla and i yeah you know, mommy you taught kayla and i like consequences and I think because I understand consequences, I don't regret things. Mm-hmm. I just ex- accept the consequence. People, I think you you only, this is just a thought. I'm just never really formulated it verbally, but <laughs> whenever you're formulating, when you're, sorry, I'm thinking. I've been told that sometimes I'll think on the podcast for a while and people will like check to see if it's still on because I'll be quiet <laughs> for so long. Um, I think that, whenever you do something that is not befitting behavior, um, if you don't accept the consequence, as in like I did that, I have to live with the consequence. Mm-hmm. I think that's whenever you regret stuff. It's like when you're not just deciding, I got to live with the consequence and and that's that. Mm-hmm. Um, and so personally, I don't have those things. Um, there's things that I wish I wouldn't have done, but I don't like hold it in my heart. Right. I yeah. think that's like the best way to say it. It's like, man, I wish I had, hadn't have done that. That was stupid. But um, I don't hold it in my heart in, in such a way that it's like causing me pain now. Yeah. And the things that
1: I do that aren't right or whatever, I just try to learn from mm-hmm. it and do better next time.
0: Yeah. Like you, I don't, it's not necessary. Because mm-hmm. so. like life's a, life's a marathon. It's not a sprint. So like mm-hmm. when you're sprinting, if you trip, it's over. Mm -hmm. It is over, you know, think a hundred yard dash. If one of the, if Usain Bolt tripped, Mm -hmm. it's a wrap. Yeah. 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 But when you're running a marathon, like you can, you can trip a bunch of times as long as you just got the stamina to keep going. Yeah. So I have
1: a question. What was was the hardest? Drink (laughs) some water, y'all. It's good for you. Go ahead. What was the hardest death um, that you had to go through?
0: Man. Yeah, I think it was probably Jaden. You can share so that you you know how much you should share and not share. Mm -hmm. So you explain that, and then I'll tell you my.
1: Yeah, so your cousin, uh, my nephew, um, he he took his life at 14 years old. I mean, a phenomenal, amazing kid, like like black belt and...
0: Taekwondo. Taekwondo. Super smart. Yeah,
1: super, you know, A-B or A student. I, mm-hmm. I don't remember. I know he's at least an A-B student. You know, traveled the world. Like, his mom brought him everywhere. Um, And...
0: He when, was the best of us. Yeah. Like, we all knew it. Yeah. Like, we all looked, because, what, there's 16... There might be 18 cousins, and he's the second youngest. And we all looked at him like, this dude's going to be the best of us, period. hmm Yeah. And for whatever reason
1: uh that that day that when I got that call my uh my brother-in-law your uncle called me and it was so gut-wrenching and heart just like my heart was ripped out because of how he sounded whenever he was telling me mm-hmm. you know what was going on and what happened and I was just torn in half mm-hmm. like just and then when I had to call you know your aunt my sister I couldn't even, like, it was so hard for me to even call. I threw the phone whenever I looked at it trying to call her. I'm like, what What do you say? Like, what do you say to somebody that just lost their child? Their baby. And then the Lord spoke to my heart, and he was just like, if you're feeling like this, you can only imagine what she's feeling like right now. Like, mm-hmm. she needs you to man up.
0: Yeah, that's tough.
1: <laughs> it was really hard. And all I could get out was when I when I called her, I said, I didn't want to say I'm sorry because I remember whenever – the first death I experienced that's everyone said, sorry, sorry, Mm -hmm. sorry, sorry. And it just got annoying. Yeah. So I didn't want to say, sorry. All I could get out was I'm on my way because you know, we live in North Carolina, they live in Massachusetts. Mm -hmm. That's all I could say. I'm on my way. I'll be there. That's all you said. That's all I said. And then like hung up. Yep. That's it. talk to you later. I love you. What'd she
0: say? She said, okay. And then that was it. That was it. I never heard that before. (laughs) That's (laughs) all I could say. Yeah. I mean, that makes sense. Um, (laughs) I think it's hard. The reason that was the hardest is like a very obvious reason. It's like he was a baby. Yeah. You know, like he was a kid and, and then suicide is just, it just has so much in it. Mm-hmm. Like we should, we can talk about, I think we should talk about that at length in another yeah episode, but um, that was the hardest for me because we're the we're the christian family in our family Mm -hmm. that's us like we're known for that like people look at us to be the beacon and the light and the leaders whether Mm -hmm. they they say it or admit it or not that's what they do and when we went up there you could tell like the atmosphere shifted Mm -hmm. when we got there it was like almost like everyone went they're here Mm -hmm. like they're here like you could, that was like a yeah. part of it. And I think that was like really weighty for me personally. It was like, whoa, like I can't, I can't do what I want. Yeah. I think that's what being a man is, is doing what you don't want because it's right. Yeah. And that, that means even at the hardest time, you know, whenever you lose someone that you love and it feels like, it feels like you should be able to do whatever you want. You should be able to break things. Mm-hmm. You should be able to scream. You should be able to be mean to people. You should be able to, you should be able to like, mm-hmm if, when someone loses someone and they do that stuff, I don't hold it against them, but it's not what they should do. Right. You know, and I think that was one of the, one of the reasons it was so hard. It wasn't just emotionally hard. It was just like, dang, they're looking at me, <laughs> you know? Mm-hmm. And then how many people came through the, the funeral for the wake? Oh my goodness. A thousand. Yeah. Easily. At least. Yeah. Easily a thousand people, 1200 was, people easily. Yeah. Cause we were there for hours and hours. and People were coming the whole time. Mm-hmm. And, um, and it's like they're all looking at you you know mm-hmm. like our family was sitting there in the middle of the room and like thousand people walked past looking at us and i'm just like i really wish i could sit in my room and just cry for a while with mm. my family you know what i mean mm-hmm. and um i remember going up to the casket and like you look at you look at a person that's dead and it, it's funny how the, the language we use is like, it's so natural is like his body, you know, mm-hmm. I could say his body, cause it's not, it's not him. Mm-hmm. And I think that was like really hard for me. It's yeah. like, dang, he's not in there. Mm-hmm. Um, But uh, I think the, har- like the hardest moment, there was two. One is whenever like, you know, it's our turn to come in and like give Antelita a hug mm-hmm. and just
1: be with you, her. Just be there. Yeah. It's like mm-hmm.
0: it, it. almost feels like you're holding the most fragile thing in the whole world, mm-hmm. and you you like you don't even want to breathe because it'll break it. Mm-hmm. You know. Um, and then the other thing was so the old, so that Jaden was the youngest of the the males. Mm-hmm. He was the youngest boy in our family, and um, Zach is the oldest, and he came up to me and he was like. He was, he was the baby. He was, he was our, he was like, he was our baby. <laughs> wow. And he was like, um, and like, this was like through so many tears, he was just like, he, oh man, it's crazy that he said this. I never really, really thought about it until now, but he was like, they, they took him. like they, they took our baby. They took our, they took our, our youngest boy. And I'm like, who's in my mind. I'm like, who's they? Mm-hmm. I never thought about that till just now yeah and um but yeah i just think i think those are the hardest moments but i'll, I'll never forget what you t- what you told us i don't know if it was on the phone or before we went but um you were like if you try to be strong then you will fail mm-hmm. and i think mm-hmm. that is the problem with people when it comes to death is mm-hmm. like they try to be strong and just not just death but just any hard situations in life um especially with your family it's like i i uh, I acknowledge and recognize that all the crap that happens, like Francis in this death situations and stuff, like I'm not strong enough to hold my emotions mm-hmm. on top of trying to be strong for you and trying to be strong for mommy and trying to be strong for this person. And then all these thousands of people that are looking at you like, mm-hmm. be strong or whatever. It's like, and they say, be strong. And I'm like, no, like, I refuse. Mm-hmm. I refuse. Um, being strong doesn't work because it only lasts for so long Exactly. before you just, then you break, Mm -hmm. but you know, we have a hope in a person that's so much stronger than us. And he says, like, he says, give me all of that.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: Yep. And I think that's the hardest thing is to give that over. It's harder to give it over than it is to just like fall apart. Yeah.
1: I, um, one thing I learned. <clears throat> About that, like just like like you said, we've had so many deaths and we've been told you're the men, you have to be strong. Like, what does that even look like? What does
0: it what does that mean? Yeah.
1: <laughs> and like you standing up and like in the inside you're, like crum- <laughs> <laughs> you're crumbling on the inside, but you you're standing up tall, and it's like it's fake. You know what I mean? Um <clears throat> I remember uh at the wake. One of my sisters was just, um, she was just bawling. And I went and I just started to ball with her. Mm-hmm. We were just bawling together. And one of my cousins said, whispered to me, you have to be strong. Like, you have to be strong. And I looked at them. I said, no, I can't be strong. I said, this hurts way too bad to try to even try.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I said, and this is what I need to do right now. Mm-hmm. And this is what I'm going to do right now. And went back to bawling again. As a matter of fact, I don't even think I
0: stopped. But they were just looking at me like, uh. (laughs) Yeah, I don't think I cried more in a day Mm. than that day. And then um, I don't remember what verse they asked me to read. They asked me to read a verse, Mm -hmm. and I don't remember which one I read. But you went up there, and you talked about um, suicide, in front of all of them and it was like a high school basically Mm -hmm. a bunch of high school students and it it was almost like the um it was almost like people were like upset that you said how it happened like they hadn't said how he died Mm -hmm. and i'm like if we don't talk about this more kids are gonna do this exactly if we don't open up an avenue for people to like hey talk to someone please Mm -hmm. then and that's the problem—the secrets, the mm-hmm. try to co- the
1: cover-ups, and yeah. all that stuff. It's like trying to be like, strong. So that's a good segue into my worst experience was uh, my sister, my youngest sister. She was killed in a drunk driving accident. But my grandmother passed before her, and my uncle passed, and we never talked about it. All I knew was my mom had to leave because her brother died.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I'm like, your brother died what brother? Like, I never even met him. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and um, that shows you how much, like, just, we just didn't have that relationship that, like, we have where we talk about just about everything, our family, we, we just communicate. And then when my grandmother died, I was 12 years old, my mom was sitting on the couch, she was crying, and I just happened to walk by, and I'm like, what's wrong? She said, my grandmother passed away today. And I, I was looking at her, she was looking at me, and I didn't know what to do cuz I never heard about death mm-hmm. um before and I said okay because we weren't huggers, we didn't say I love you, yeah. so we you know, you just don't know what to do. I said okay, I'm going to go outside and play. And I just went outside. Yeah. And then that was when I was 12, but when I was 19, when my sister passed away, all of a sudden, drunk driver ran through a red light. It just rocked our whole world because we weren't prepared for for that, mm-hmm. for someone passing away. So I would, with that being said, I would just encourage people, all who are listening, like, think about the fact that people can and will pass away. And you just don't know the way that they'll pass away. Mm-hmm. You just don't know. Yeah. Or and, when. Huh? Or when. Or when. And and the best way to prepare for it is to forgive, <laughs> like, just, yeah. just live That's in good, forgiveness, mm-hmm. you know? Um so that you don't have any regrets man i should have said this that any other thing or um love well and uh just be true just be true to who you are true to your to the people that you're around don't be phony don't be fake um, yeah
0: i think that i agree with that because <clears throat> i get sad when people die um like, like like other people. Mm-hmm. But sometimes I feel like something's wrong with me. Why? Because when people that are close to me die, you know, grandparents and friends and cousins and stuff like that, it's like after I'm done crying it out, I'm done crying it out. Mm-hmm. And people have said to me that, well, you haven't lost a parent. You haven't lost a child. And I'm like, I get that. Like, I I do get that. You know, I haven't lost these people in my life. But I'm deciding now that when you die, daddy, Mm -hmm. when we're done crying it out, we are done crying it out. But live your life. Yeah, because so (laughs) I uh, I told mommy that I want to sit shiva. Mm -hmm. Um, For those who are listening, like there's a Jewish practice. It's called sitting shiva. And there's a bunch of rules because like that's just Judaism has a lot of rules and basically when someone in your family dies so there's different like rings there's like uh, within your inner circle it's like your closest intermediate immediate family and then like there's an outer ring which is like um i guess a little bit farther cousins maybe um extended yeah, extended family. family and then there's like then there's like government officials and stuff like that like when they die even like you mourn for them too, kings um go- like governors and stuff like that But um, when someone in your family dies, it's called sitting Shiva, which means like seven. Shiva is like seven days. And you sit on these really low chairs to the floor, like you're supposed to sit basically on the floor. You cover all the mirrors in the house. You don't shower. Like you you clean yourself up, but like you don't shower. You don't look in the mirror. You don't cook. No one in your family can cook. That's in the household. Other people will come and cook for you. You don't even have to ask them like in in their Jewish communities, like they just do it. They'll cook for you whatever and they come and visit you and they give their condolences and you sit there all day for seven days that's it that's all you do and i tell my mom all the time like we're going to do that when you die you know Mm -hmm. maybe many many days from now maybe many years you know but um but the reason is because i believe that there's a difference between grief and mourning Mm -hmm. i think that mourning is good and grief is bad grief you'll hold on to as long as you 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 want Mm -hmm. And I know people that have been in grief for 20 years, Mm -hmm. 20 years, 20 years. Yeah. My grandmother's in grief for over 40, almost 50 years. And like, it makes you miserable and depressed. Mm -hmm. And then you you depress everyone around you and make them miserable. Yeah. Bitter. That's a good word. And, um, the thing about grief is like, what are the five stages? you know, uh, denial, denial, um, anger, anger, bargaining, bargaining, um sadness and acceptance acceptance, um that's five so like i guess that's the five stages and like you could stay in anger i know people that have been in anger for five years (laughs) right you know and then like they don't even get to bargaining and it's like this is stupid whoever came up with this was dumb in my opinion like well this is dumb that they came up with because it's like you're making these stipulations on somebody getting over stuff because i don't even go through any of that stuff Mm -hmm. i mean like maybe disbelief not denial but disbelief you know it's almost hard for your brain to wrap around the fact that someone's gone forever Mm -hmm. it's like i'll be like dang that's crazy like they're gone but i'm I'm just talking to them right like that (laughs) hits you um and then what is the other one it's like anger i don't really get angry um if i'm angry at anything it's just like sin Mm -hmm. it's just like the evils in the world but it's not even anger it's more like i'm just frustrated and sad at it I don't bargain at all because when you're dead, you're dead. Yeah, you Period. can't do you about can't it. do nothing about it. Mm-hmm. And then acceptance, like I can accept it real quick. Honestly, it's like, dang, they're gone. Well, wow. and like that is why I think something would be wrong with me sometimes. Is like mm-hmm. I accepted it so quick. I'll be sad. Like even now, like I think about grandpa and being like, I wish that my grand my grandfathers were alive, just to experience like telling them, hey, like I graduated college. Yeah. I have a girlfriend or I'm do- like, you know what I'm saying? Like whatever the thing is, like I want that. I want them to be there and experience it with me. And that makes me sad. <laughs> you good? Yo, get it out here. Let me, let me mute you for a second. I'm mute muta so you can get it one sec. Mm. <coughs> Take your time. They can't hear us. Yeah, It's not out, but it's fine. Go ahead. Thank y'all for bearing with us. Appreciate you. Yeah. I'm just trying to save y'all ears because I'm hearing it in my headset. So I know y'all <laughs> going to be hearing it in your car or whatever. <laughs> but yeah. So like the whole, the whole grief and mourning thing, I think like, as far as being a man, like we'll bring it back to, you know, the topic um, and like last words, grief, like this thing, I think being a man is being prepared. That's it. Like a man is a man is prepared, and you can prepare for death. You can you can prepare for the death of someone else. You can prepare for your death. You can do that. Yeah. You don't know when it's going to happen. You won't be. You may not be ready. You may never be ready to die, but you may be prepared.
1: Yeah. One thing that I think my dad did an excellent job at. Can you hear me? Yeah, you just try to come closer whenever you're talking. That did an excellent job at was. Um, I mean he died unexpected, you know, drunk driver head on collision. Mm-hmm. But he had a, an attorney in place. He had life insurance in place. He had all these things and this guy just came and knocked on the door and said, "Your husband had set this up as if anything ever happened to him." Um and and he showed my mom and and helped her just mm-hmm. helped her through this whole process and it's like that's being prepared mm-hmm. um so that my mom cuz my mom was making, you know, Minimum wage or whatever, and she wouldn't be able to provide for herself. Yeah, provide for herself.
0: Um, And he's been gone over twenty years, and she's still doing well. Hmm. Yeah, that's good. That's that's preparation. Yeah, I think um, that's preparing for yourself to die is like one having insurance. Mm -hmm. Um, Also, just like like you said, having the conversations with people. That's it. Because in my mind, there's two like the two different sides of it are and i want to know your thoughts so like i want you to talk about forgiveness so like i forgive you so that if you die i don't really have to worry about like i didn't the, have the, the un, yeah though. the unsaid things mm-hmm. like with me and you if you died i wouldn't have anything that i was holding against you if you if you died today i wouldn't mm-hmm. be like i didn't get to tell him this you know right and then like on the flip side is like live in forgiveness and like that communication with people because like i would never want to leave the earth and like my son feel like he didn't get to say whatever mm. you know and didn't hear what he had to hear from me it's good you know and yeah. like when it comes to death that's like a huge part like for instance we'll use suicide because it's the, the extreme um the reason that i think suicide is so bad and it it's not it's not just bad it's so bad mm-hmm. one is because you're taking your life into your own hands mm-hmm. and it like it doesn't belong to you it belongs to the lord and it belongs to the people around you mm-hmm. and and when you do that you leave so many things untouched unfinished. right? And I think just death in general does the same thing. Like if you don't do these things now, you don't know when you're going to die. Right. And um, I think that's that's important. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So like for you, you talked about forgiveness. Like, what do you think, how does that play into being ready? um, Being prepared, not ready, but being prepared for death. So I'll just use an
1: an example. One of my family members, like we, we kind of got into it earlier this year. Um, We're just, I mean, just some personal stuff that we we're going back and forth. And it hurt, like just the fact that we were even in it, like mm-hmm. going back and forth. I'm like, why are we even doing this? Mm-hmm. And um, and then that, that person didn't talk to me for a few days. And that's just not like us in our relationship. Mm-hmm. And I don't even know what the what the thing that caused us not to talk is. And I could just feel these walls building. And so I just went to them and like, are you know, are you mad at me? And they're like, no. Are you hurt? They're like, yes. And then like, I said, you know, will you forgive me? They said, I I already forgave you. I'm just hurt. Mm -hmm. And I just um, in the conversation, just going back and forth of um, letting them know, hey, I love you. I I, it's never my intention to hurt you. Um, So so just forgive me, which they said they did. And and now I'm free you know what i mean Mm -hmm. um and and i do that with all my relationships if i have if i think someone has something against me i'll go to them i think that's Mm -hmm. what a man does like well you know how some people say well well they hurt me so they should have to come to me yeah you know how people say that sometimes
0: yeah that doesn't make sense yeah (laughs) like you were hurt go get your healing yeah like they're the one that has it exactly And, and and even if
1: they don't like even if they're still mad or whatever you do your part like Mm -hmm. i'm gonna do my part hey i I want peace Mm -hmm. so i'm always constantly trying to make peace with whoever i may have have odds with so i i try to live that way and i I believe that's like living living in forgiveness like just i always work seeking peace seeking it out and in working at it Mm because it's not just a Oh, I forgive them and keep moving. Cause I can't stand when people say I forgive them, but I don't want them in my space. It's words. Yeah, it's just like lip service. Exactly.
0: Yeah, and I'll I'll be honest and say like there's people that I've forgiven that I don't necessarily want to see. Why? I guess it would just bring up past like hurts. It's mm-hmm. not like it's not that I don't want them wish them well. I mm-hmm. like I want them to be whole and happy and everything. It's just like I don't have the desire to be around them.
1: <clears throat> so do you feel like? in that case you're not you're
0: not whole cuz you say it didn't bring up um i think about this a lot i think um bring up i think that's a conversation for another day i, I was thinking that but yeah okay um but yeah so what do you think about Like with all this being said, would you still keep the same last words? I would add like what you said, like in the next,
1: you know, in this Mm. life. But I think that I I would add that, and (laughs) I would add that because I think that's you know what we've, you know, it's the truest thing. Yeah, and I think it'll give peace. Mm. It'll give peace because I just told this one young lady who lost her mom. I said, "Hey," um, she goes. I was just telling you how me and my mom had this heart-to-heart a couple months ago, and, like, like she inspired me to want to help women, empower women. And I was like, okay, well, tell people about that. Mm-hmm. I said one thing that that me and my family failed at is we just didn't talk about the people that passed away. We didn't bring them up. That's crazy. Yeah. Like they don't, (laughs) it's like like, they're gone now. Like
0: their, like their memories don't exist anymore. Exactly. But it's like the memories, that's how you like keep somebody's like message. I would say alive. Not their spirit, not their soul, but like their message and like all the good that they did. Like you keep that alive in the memory. And that's what I told her. I said,
1: use that right there to tell other people about that heart to heart that you and your mom had. I said, but above all else, because, you know, you said your mom's a believer. Just believe that you're going to see her again. Yeah. Like, that's the thing that you hold on to. Mm-hmm. That'll give you peace.
0: I say, because there are going to be hard times. Like, I mean, it just is. Yeah. There's going to be times where you wish that she was around. Like, <laughs> mm-hmm. okay, for instance, um, one of my friends, she was like, let's watch a movie. Um, I love the movie Into the Spider-Verse. You Remember that? It's just the animated Spider-Man movie with the black Oh, team. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and she's like, uh, have you seen it? I was like, yeah, I haven't seen it since it came out. And she's like, really, why not? It's such a good movie. And I was like, because, you know, that was the last thing that me and Jaden did when we hung out Mm. was we watched that movie together. And it's not that I'm like, like you said, bring up, you know, like it brings up. It's just like, it's, it is a happy memory, Mm -hmm. but it's a, it's a sad memory. Yeah. 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 Like it's, they're tied up. And sometimes that's a good thing. Like when I watch it, I can, I can be like, dang, I remember when we watched this, we loved it, blah, blah, Mm -hmm. blah. But it's like, dang, I miss him. Like I wish that I could talk to him about this. Yeah. And like, it's just a mix of emotions. I think that's okay. You know? Yeah. Okay. Um. Back to the prepared for death thing. I just thought about this. One mm-hmm. of our favorite scenes, me and you, in a movie is whenever um Leonidas' wife oh, yeah. In 300, like the king of Sparta, he was leaving to go to war and his wife, knowing that he was going to die, like she knew, mm-hmm. she knew he was going to die when she said goodbye. And she said, come back with your shield or on it what she knew he was going to die yeah he knew he was going to die what happened to these men like what happened to these women where are they at (laughs) because like man like that's just that's epic that is epic come back with your shield or on it like don't even come back if you lost (laughs) basically (laughs) you you only win when you die yo that's what see that's Yo, they were built like that. A glorious day to die. Like today's a glorious day to die. Mm-hmm. And we've talked about that. Look, we have um a couple more minutes to talk. Um, let's talk about that. Like, let's bring it back to like I guess more positive note. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about a glorious death. Because mm-hmm. we've talked about this before. What are What are your thoughts on a glorious death? Is there one? If so, what does it look like? What's a non glorious death?
1: I think a glorious death is uh, a father. Given up his life for his family. Mm-hmm. Like, um, we have a friend who they work in one of the most dangerous parts of Africa, mm-hmm. most hostile to Christians too, mm-hmm. and they're missionaries. And they and they got um caught up by, I don't know what you call them.
0: It was like a, it was like a civil war type, but like in a in a village, more than like the whole country, right? Mm-hmm. Isn't that kind of what yeah, it was yeah, like yeah. a tribal war? Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah.
1: And the, and they and they. Got them and dragged them out the car and this that, and the other and
0: and they're they're like a white like a white Latin mixed family and mm-hmm. they're in Africa so like <laughs> they're they stick out yeah you can't hide mm-hmm. the sun ain't period. gonna help you ain't gonna period get <laughs> not getting dark enough
1: <laughs> but uh, but um I I think like him just stepping out and like standing up mm-hmm. you know for his family and not you know and what did he say did he say
0: no I, no i just remember when he told the story basically it was like they surrounded them they were try- they wanted to kill them mm-hmm. i don't remember if someone came to their rescue or not but like he put his family behind him like yeah like holding them behind him like get behind me if we all going to go i'm going to go first type thing yeah. you know what i mean and, and, and if he died thank
1: god he that's did it a glorious it. Death. yeah that's a glorious death mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: i think soldiers or anyone fighting for their country mm-hmm. like all the ukrainian people that are like what what did they say people. yeah they're like i saw pictures of women like old women yep like a woman in her like this isn't that old but like old to be fighting in a war period she's like 64 65 and she's like racking an ak like yo they're in my neighborhood yeah and i'm sure that lady died like i'm sure cuz like the next day whatever town it was was like gone i remember that yep. seeing that and it's like man that's a glorious death yeah. it's sad wouldn't wish it on anybody but man that's a good way to go mm-hmm. fighting for your country and your freedom for like your grandkids that's dope i think uh firefighters
1: who go in to save go in a house a burning <laughs> burning mm-hmm. house to save somebody and some you know not all make it out
0: yeah i think that's- if it, basically if you're putting a life on the line for someone else yeah like that's glorious there's no greater love mm-hmm. um all right i got another one on a different vein um, this is my, this is the way I want to go. So there was a man and he was in his like nineties. He's, he's one of our church fathers that nobody knows. Like, you know, in the seventies, whenever like the Jesus movement was going on, he's one of those guys that like, nobody like really talks about. I can't remember his name even, but like when I talk to people who, who have a big name, like I've spoken to people like, you know, who Wayne Myers is like, I I'm talking, I've talked to Wayne, talked to Wayne Myers or talking to some of their friends and stuff like fathers in our faith that like, we don't even talk about as much. They talk about this dude like he was the goat. And he was like in his 90s or whatever. And he he he's got his son who's in his like 60s. And he's like, um, he said, hey, son, like get the whole family here. I'm going to die. Mm. And he's a healthy 90, you know, in healthy 90s. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. old and crickety, like yeah. rickety, but like, but Getting he's around. moving around. Yeah. yeah. And it, his son was like, dad, you're not unhealthy. Like You're old, but you're not unhealthy or nothing. He's like, get the family here. I think they live in Colorado. And so, like, they had all the family come that, that next day. And he spent the night with them. And, like, they all hung out and just chilled and big family. You know, you're 90. You've created sure. a lot of people. He prayed for every single one of his great-grandkids, his grandkids, his and his children. He wow. put hands on every one of them. That's awesome. And prayed for all of them. And, and they're like, Grandpa, like, you're not going to die. Like, you good. You, I mean, maybe next year, <laughs> but not today, you know. Right. And he was like. No, like he blessed them all. He laid, they said he laid down on the couch in front of the family. He laid down and was like, goodbye. And, and breathed his last breath. <laughs> that <laughs> that's ain't... a glorious death. I yeah. think that's dope. Yeah, that is dope. yeah, that's what I want. I mean, if I'm not going to go out and like dying for my friends, that's the way I want to go.
1: Yeah, that's good. I um used to deliver medical equipment. And um this, one of my clients dad was in the hospital and she led him to christ in the hospital Mm -hmm. and he was reaching up and he's like i see him i see him Mm -hmm. and he's reaching up reaching up and she's like see who dad jesus i see him and he's reaching up with both hands and she says go get him and boom he passed away right there. that's (laughs) crazy
0: glorious that's a glorious death yeah I think that death is something that we should talk more about in general. Yes. Um, me and you, we talk about it a lot, but I just mean men in general. Yeah. in bringing the audience into the conversation. I think it's something that we should talk about more because you never know. Never know. Like, what is it that Ecclesiastes says? Like, uh, vanity, vanity. But like, it really means like a mist. Yeah. A mist, a mist. It's all a mist. Here in one second, gone the next. It's a mist on the grass when the sun comes up. It disappears as soon as it peeks through the clouds like that that's a beautiful poem but it's like so true. Yep. And um I think that as men we should be focused on living a life that when we get to the, the end we feel like we've done it all. Yeah. And I can honestly say like I've I haven't th- that 50/50 like oh man like I don't want to die and that like I'm I'm ready, like I'm prepared for it, I guess. Um, the reason that I'm like, man, I don't want to die is because I, I feel like I have so many promises from the Lord that like I want to fulfill before I go. right. But at 26, I have done it all.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Like I've done everything that I want to do at this age. you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. The only things that I want to do now are like in the future. It's like I'm not there. I'm not at kids yet. I don't even have a wife. Mm-hmm. you know, I don't feel like I'm behind on schedule. You know, I feel like I'm on schedule, but not only that, but I did everything excellently on the way. Not perfect, but like with excellence. Mm-hmm. And I think I want my friends, I want everybody listening to have that same mindset. You're like that. You taught me that. But like To have that same mindset of like, okay, I'm kicking life's ass. You know, like when I get to the end of, of the fight that is life, life's going to be beat up because I was kicking life's ass the whole time. <laughs> you know, I was doing all this stuff. It wasn't getting me down. Like you know, people say, Don't let life get you down. It ain't getting me down, yo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Period. So like that that's what I think about how a man should handle his life and death. Is like live a life worth living and die a death worth dying. That's good. What do you think? Yeah. What are your what are your thoughts on like just manhood and death and life and how they go together? I mean, when it comes to
1: life, um, every every moment is an opportunity, like, so when it comes to like not getting yourself down, like you have an opportunity to change that if you mm-hmm. need to change your environment, your atmosphere, whatever you need to do, like do it, yeah, so that it can benefit you. don't go where you're tolerated, like so many people just stay in those arenas where they're just tolerated, no go where you're celebrated, go where people are gonna encourage mm-hmm. and inspire um I remember this one guy said to me, um I was actually in a, uh, a conference and this guy said, go and see who the five people that you hang around constantly. And if there's nobody there with ambition, you'll find yourself in that place 20 years from now. Mm-hmm. I went home and I was looking around. I'm like, okay, they're my brother, then my cousins, then my family. It's family. And all we doing is smoking, drinking. And. 20 years later, a lot of us is not really doing the same thing because there was no ambition. So what I did is I started to hang around people that was in college. I wasn't in college, but mm-hmm. I started to hang around them. Yo, you smart. <laughs> and and I just changed the atmosphere. And then when we moved from Massachusetts down here, it's just a whole different way of living, a whole different way of life. And uh, And like up north is like compressed like the buildings everyone's like on top top of of each each other other. it's all and then out here spread out in north carolina spread Mm -hmm. out it's open so it's like the atmosphere change and like it's like possibilities not saying Mm -hmm. possibilities ain't there but like for it's like there's
0: still something like i think george washington kind of had this idea of like as a man Mm -hmm. he's like he looked at all of europe and he was like man europe has been populated for hundreds and hundreds of years and like there's nowhere else to go
1: Mm -hmm.
0: and when he moved to when he like, not George Washington, like the pioneers, sorry. The 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 people on the Mayflower. They, they were like, there's nothing to do here. They come to America and it's like everything is like raw and ripe to mm-hmm. be built upon. So exactly. like that makes sense.
1: And then the last thing is when it comes to death, befriend it. Like, don't be afraid of it. It's going to happen. We just don't know how, when, where. We don't know that stuff. We know it is. So just embrace the fact that You're gonna go. They're gonna go. Everybody gonna go. Everybody gonna go. Mm -hmm. So be ready the best way that you know how. uh, The best way you can, and that's by just having conversations about it, and dream, dream with people together. And if they pass early, see what you can do to maybe uh, not pursue the dream, but encourage encourage others to do what, what that person was talking about. Yeah. That's just, good. just like that just like that mother who talked to that daughter who she passed away but now she's going to inspire women mm-hmm. because that's what's what her mother said
0: that's her legacy yeah this is good good stuff um i really appreciate you coming on and, and giving your wisdom you know i feel like part of it was like a counseling session for me but i hope somebody can get something <laughs> out of it um gentlemen ladies if you're listening i appreciate y'all for tuning in um If you learned anything from this, please DM me on Instagram at the last man podcast. That's an underscore between each word. Um, This is a topic that's close to my heart, like we said, because there's a lot of death in our family. There's a lot of death. um, When you have a lot of friends and family, people die a lot. That's just how it goes. Um, And the older you get, the more people you're going to see die. So it's good to be prepared for all this stuff. So my advice is that you would live a beautiful life and die a glorious death. Yeah. And remember to die on your feet before you live on your knees down to the last man. Thank you.